Welcome everybody to Renovating Riches Radio. And today, with our host, Mr. Dennis Rodriguez. And Ricardo Rosales. Well, he's Ricardo, I'm Dennis. Uh, hello everyone, it's been a while since we do a solo, or just the both, both of us, you know, speaking to you uh, and, you know, bringing information that you can find useful at any moment in your real estate or business uh, entrepreneurship, whatever career. So we're here today and we got a very, very good subject that we're going to be talking today. I want to warn uh, our audience that there might be some um, foul language being spoken today because of the fact of the, uh, you know, the, the, the subject that we're going to be treating uh, or talking about. So, Ricardo, I want to start the show. Well, first of all, asking people to subscribe, share the show. If you like our content, if you think that what we are putting out is very good information, make sure to uh, share it with your friends, family members, uh, coworkers, anyone that might find it interesting. Hit like, hit share, click the uh, the bell button so you get notifications. If, when you're, we if you're on YouTube, click on the bell, right? That way you get the notifications. But man, make sure you stop by our Facebook page also. Send us some love. Give us a little review. If there is something you want to hear uh, or that you want us to talk about, just feel free to send us a message. And say, hey, guys, can you guys talk about this particular subject? And pretty sure Dennis and I will be more than thrilled to talk about it. Yeah, and, and we read all your comments. We have been uh, receiving comments on our shows on YouTube. So thank you, everyone, for uh, watching the shows and making comments and reaching out to us. So we... Uh, with that being said, I want to read, and I'm going to, you know, literally go word by word and read a text message that one of our beloved, uh, you know, uh, sellers sent to us. It's not even a seller. I think we'll just call it a prospect. It's not a client. It's not a customer. It's, it's someone we mailed to. So, somebody we prospected, okay? So anyways, we sent mail, and uh, we have this software where we, you know, communicate with them uh, via text messages. And the last message that we sent to this person uh, read like this. It said, thank you. Please our card in case you want to sell your house in the future or your home property. And this is literally what the person responded. Um, hell No. You are a shady house flipper and should be ashamed of the fact that you all screw people over with lowball bullshit offers. Don't ever send mail to this address again or I will take legal action. Okay, so you know what? Uh, now that you're mentioning the whole the whole text, you know, text, right? That tells me that that person already spoke to somebody that probably got made him an offer. Otherwise, how would they know that they're going to get a lowball offer? You know what I w really thought? I thought that this person is a realtor. It could be a realtor as well. That's that's what I thought. You know that I would send them a message. Say, Are you a realtor? No, no I mean. Uh, yeah, why not? <laughs> okay, here's the first thing we're going to talk about and discuss. And it's that my way of thinking, when I get these messages, the way I think is this. You never, ever go down to their level yes you're right you're right so even though yeah i mean i started typing you know a response and i deleted and then i started you know typing another one and i deleted it 
I then realized, you know what? I, I, I've read this and heard this many times. If you, if you don't have anything good to say, don't say anything. So this is the exact case where I just left it where it's at. You know, she had the final word or he... Well, this carries a she. I know it's a she because of the name uh, on the color ID. She had the final word, and I didn't even respond because the moment you respond, you lower yourself to her standard, and you don't want to do that. You want to be classy. You want to, like be in control and just let them you know deal with their you know issues but let's talk about that you know you know and, but, and the but subject that, yeah but that, that, that particular text that you have right it's it says so many things low ball offer so obviously they know about it and that's the perception and that's what we're going to talk about that's the perception the general public has and not everyone of course i, I talk about generalization all the time but i do too so but we hear a lot of people thinking about investors this same way that she referred to us, you know. So they use uh, adjectives like, you know, you're shady, you're uh, scammers, you're con artists. Um, I mean, generally speaking, it's such a negative. L let me read that again real quick. So it, so <laughs> this is how, this is as from a sales perspective, what I would think. Um, hell no, you're a shady house flipper and should be a shame of the fact that you all screw people over with lowball bullshit offers. Don't ever send mail to this address again or I will take legal action. So this tells me plenty of things, right? Number one, they know we're house flippers. Yeah. Number two, uh, that we should be ashamed that we're screwing people over. Uh, so that tells me there is a, there is there are feelings attached to the text mm -hmm. from a sales perspective, okay? Mm -hmm. This is how I see it. Uh, me being a salesperson. Okay. This person has feelings against house flippers. Yeah, obviously. Obviously, right? <laughs> and but, very opinionated feelings. But why is that? Well, number one, like you said, it could be a realtor that doesn't like competition the way wholesalers do it, right? Mm -hmm. Number two, maybe they had an experience with wholesalers, and the wholesaler was just about numbers, 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 and they weren't so much about trying to figure out the problems they had. And help people. And help people out. So that's all the things that I can determine from these text messages. I would be curious to say, did you ever get a lowball offer and a bad experience with a with a flipper? Just to know why they think that way, right? Mm -hmm. And they can tell you a whole nother story on blah, 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 blah. Or they say, you know what, I'm a realtor. And then you know, okay, this is a person is a realtor. That's the way they feel. You'll never make him change. No. But... There's nothing to say here that says, well, you know you, what? You said you're never going to make them change. You don't know. You might. Well, but. Because we have, we have realtors that refer people to us that obviously if they're referring people to us, they don't think this way. Right. But if if, if you go and say, look, I, I, I'm sorry that you had a bad experience with another flipper. But my job is really to understand your situation and make you a better offer uh, or, or offer the best, best suit you. Now. It's up to you whether you take it or not, but I can explain to you where I come from with my numbers. Okay, but yeah, okay, that's... That's if I wanted to continue on the conversation. That's how you treat the the illness, but I want to talk more, you know, why do you think people think this way? I mean, Oh, because they had a bad experience. That's it. They, it's feelings, right? So this person went back to their feelings. Their feelings being they're a realtor, maybe they lost a the house to a wholesaler, right? And... Or they say, how how do these wholesalers can move these houses that got so many issues, right? I think 
it might have to do with the fact that they perceive what we do as a very easy process where we make a lot of money and they don't like that. Yeah, because they don't know the, the amount of money you have to put on systems. They don't know the amount of money you have to put on marketing. Because think about it. I mean, who? Uh, it's, like, it's, like a, it's like a flipper that asks the wholesaler, so how much money are you making on the assignment? Who cares? It really don't, like, don't why, matter. Why, why should I tell you what, what kind of money I'm making, right? Mm-hmm. But because that's their, their per, they, they perceive that wholesalers, and by the way, we're all of, all of the, we're wholesalers, flippers, landlords. I mean, we fit in every single category there is in real estate right now. Yeah. So we can, <laughs> we can relate to each one of the stages because I've been asked that question. How much are you making? Okay. Who cares how much I'm making? Is this a good deal for you or not? If it's not, then pass on on it. Why do you want to know how much I'm making? Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with what I'm making. Is if we did a deal last week where we made a killing and never that flipper asked me how much I was making mm -hmm. or we were making. Never. And and the it's it was still obviously a deal. If not they wouldn't have bought it, but they right. bought it and they're gonna make money. So but again I wanna I wanna tell like, back touch, to feelings. Touch base on, on why does the public you know, are not everyone, but there's so many people think that what we do is just scam people, like she's saying, uh, make global offers to uh, take advantage of people. And like some people. flippers say, the wholesalers scam them too. Yeah. Right? So, it, it, But it, it all goes back to feelings. Mm -hmm. the, the job of a wholesaler is to educate their seller and educate their buyer. If a wholesaler can do that, this will not happen as often. And obviously, it generally help people because if you go after, you know, okay, what's your problem? What's your situation? And how can I help you and not have the big dollar sign in front of you? Then, oh, yeah, people, it's, all, it's all about the money, baby. People, you know. people might start thinking about us in a different way. I, I you know, and I was going to ask you. So if, if we touch base on, you know, what are the professions out there where people think they're like scumbags and they're like uh you know shady people lawyers exactly we go back to like <laughs> lawyers um contractors yeah contractors and used car salesmen yes used car salesmen i think those are the top three they, they have the worst <laughs> reputation <laughs> reputation out there and i was thinking when we when, when you know i want to talk touch on this subject today and i as i was driving here i was like thinking okay so what do all those three have in common and really i mean lawyers i think have the stigma because they make a lot of money sometimes on things that you know that are probably not morally correct yeah it's sent uh, you know uh defending criminals and and you know that sort of thing but they also get the stigma because they charge a lot of money for things that don't seem to be very complicated like for example if you ask like an attorney hey can you draft me a contract yeah of course you know they're copy pasting the last contract they did and charging you five hundred dollars for it and you're like jesus i mean just copy pasting the document five hundred dollars and that's their fee right but i think that's where they get their don't you agree or it's just the fact that they defend well, criminals and they I, I just, label all of them. The like, thing is, I just see it different, right? Uh, an attorney went to school. They read a bunch of books about this thick. They got they got educated. Their license. They, they got their license. <laughs> then they had to go present a test. 
the bar tests. Well, present the test and then get the license. You know, but, but I get you. whatever the case might be. I don't know. I'm not that educated. Um, and and for the most part, those careers are very expensive. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So they got all the right in the world to charge whatever they want. But still, for people what they're doing. people have the stigma. In yeah, some people, but I don't have it. Like, if I get a bill from an attorney, I know what he's charging me for. Mm -hmm. Right? He's charging me for all those things I just mentioned, plus his Mercedes and BMW and 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 his big house that he can afford because he wanted to put all that money on education to get his license and be a good attorney. By the way, because if they're not good attorneys, they're gonna be just as broke as the rest of the population. Yeah. Okay. But so, in our case, they see house flippers as somebody that makes a lot of money, but uh, they don't see the risk that you take. Exactly, because they see like, okay, they're making a lot of money in something that it's perceived to be very easy. You know, it's like, oh, I mean, all they do is but just, it's, you know, it's, fix a house and they make the, all this money. It's and, all and about education. So I, I went last week to a guy that's selling a house and... I told him, I said, look, this house is worth $200,000. I cannot pay you $150,000 that you're asking. There is no money for me to be made. And he's like, oh, yes, there is. You buy for $150,000, you put $40,000, you're at $190,000, you still got $10,000 worth of, of you know, uh, profits, uh, profit. right? And I said, oh, really? That's the way you see it. Okay, let me, let, me, let me draw you the real picture. I said, this house is worth $200,000. I got to buy it and fix it for 70% of what it's worth. And then I subtract the $45,000 worth of repairs, and this is where my offer needs to be. Well, but you're making 30% profit. No, I have closing costs when I buy it. I have closing costs when I sell it. I got to pay the realtor when I sell it. I got to pay the title company when I sell it as well. All the, yeah, I'm paying costs. the title company when I'm buying it, and then the holding costs. We are lucky if we get to make 10 to 15% profit based on that formula. Mm -hmm. And he understood it right at that moment. He said, yep, if uh, now I understand where you come from. So, yeah, you're touching on what I was. I want to talk later. I mean, I first want to like talk about, you know, all these things that people think about investors and used car salesmen and attorneys and, you know, <laughs> these professions that have the... The big yeah, but like, uh, negative like, reputation. I'll give you an example. So attorneys, right? We we use Banahan and Martinez right here for as our main attorneys, right? And we feel like they're the best that take care of us. So it don't matter what fees they throw at us, we're paying for peace of mind. Uh, yeah, the, and their service. And, and of course, if they get crazy with their fees, then we're going to be like, hey, what's going on here, right? This is not norm. This is not standard. But we don't mind paying for that service because we're getting a good service. Mm -hmm. on, a, on a car salesman, on my case, I have one sales guy that I go to all the time. So what do you think, in that profession, why do you think they have the negative reputation? It's because, because they're pushy, right? And, they're, and they're, they got quotas, right, that they got to meet and they got... Uh, they all, they understand that the buyer is gonna try to hustle on the price, so it's a it's a little different, right? It's a more hustle back and forth and all that. But at the same time, they gotta become buddy buddies with you to like create that rapport. And I think it's also the fact that one, they're very pushy sometimes, and the other thing is that sometimes they need to you know disguise problems with the car somehow, so you don't notice until after you buy the car and drive it out of the lot, and oh. Something falls apart or, right. or breaks because they kind of that, like... That's for the lower-end dealerships, right? You go yeah. to higher-end dealerships, they're not so much like that. Actually, if you go buy a Mercedes 
the experience from buying a Mercedes than from buying a Toyota is completely different. Of course, they have a different marketplace and, and, and generally people that buy those type of vehicles. The guy that's selling a Mercedes, like your brother, right? He's probably focusing more on this is what the car can do for you. Mm -hmm. He's not trying to, you know, push you the car, be pushing or on push the car because the, the guy that's walking to get a Mercedes is already qualified to get a Mercedes. But when you go to a lower end dealership, buy here, pay here kind of deal, <laughs> they're trying to push those cars down the road as much as they can because they got to turn them, right? Yeah. So I guess that's the difference in between those, uh, in my opinion. And I do have one guy that I deal with all the time, and I love it because he already knows where I stand. He's not trying to hustle me. But that's different because he's selling you new cars. Not, right. We're talking. I don't think new car salesmen have that oh, but they, stigma like, but they, still like have, they used they, car They salesmen. still have a markup that they can come down on the pricing. They can give you better financing because yeah, they make money right. so many different ways. Yes. Now, Ken Baker, by the way, um, he, when I call him and I said, hey, Ken, uh, this is what I'm doing, he'll – He'll know, okay, uh, Ricardo is a buyer that's bought more than, I don't know, 10 cars from me. I'm not going to go screw him around. Mm -hmm. I'm going to give him the best deal I can get. And if I feel like I'm not getting the best deal, I will let him know. I was like, Ken, I, man, I don't know. I think you need to work on your financing or you need to work on the pricing on the vehicle. And he'll go and he'll tell me it, it, it can be done or it cannot be done, and that's it. That's where I stand. And he'll know that I'll go to another dealership to double-check what he's saying. Now, he doesn't even do that because he's like, this is the best deal. And I look at it and say, okay, perfect. We got a deal. So that's as, as far as my point of view from a salesperson. Now, from house flippers, these sellers, number one, you're looking for a distressed person. But if this distressed person has a misconception of what you're doing, then... It's your duty to, you know, educate them, exactly. like you say. Educate them. Hey, look, this is... No, and be honest. This is what I do for a living. This is how I pay my bills. And the, one of the ways you you can you can, I guess, argue the their objection of you getting rich, you can ask them. So what do you do for a living? Well, I am a truck driver, and I go cross country. Um, you know, and I deliver loads everywhere. And, okay, good. Good for you. So you make good money, right? Yeah, yeah. I make 10, 15 grand a month. All right. Perfect. So what if I gave you uh, a truck full of, uh, with a load and I will tell you, hey, I need you to take this truck from Miami all the way to L.A. And the ongoing rate is $7,500 for whatever for that trip. But I'm going to tell you that I really want to pay you 5000 because I think you're a scammer. I think you're taking the truck. You're detouring. You're putting other some people's loads like they do. I'm telling you, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Now, how would you feel about that? Oh no, no. You're you're asking because now you put it. You put the ball back on their court. Now you make them feel like the way they're making you feel. Mm -hmm. And once you educate them a little bit on why it is that you need to be at a certain number, and why it is that you need to put, you know, and and, and you can always work with the repair amounts and all that. Once they're educated. Now they start trusting you. And people do business with people they like and trust. Yeah. Okay, so you're already touching on how to fix it. So we'll say that the first way we as investors can start fixing this whole uh, negative reputation that, you know, a lot of people out there, you know, the general public has on us 
the first thing you can do, I would say, number one, be honest. Yeah, I mean, be honest. If you're truly a scar, I mean, uh, uh, con artist or you know, yeah. a, a low ball scammer, you know, trying to take advantage of people, well, shame on you. Yeah, I mean, there are people out there like that, but that's that happens in every single profession. I mean, you you're not gonna get away with those. It's just you know, to people selling houses. Just be careful who you're dealing with. But if you're an honest investor, wholesaler that, you know, are out there hustling, trying to get properties, first of all, be honest. Just, you know, tell the truth all the time. So number two, the thing you need to do is just educate people. So if you're out there hustling, talking to a seller, like Ricardo was saying, just educate them on what you're doing, how your numbers add up why you need to buy the property at you know the number you're offering and that way they don't have that mentality of this person came to my house make me a low ball offer i did not accept and they walk out and i mean they're so disrespectful this and that i mean because you know they stay with that negative image of what you just did so the seller from last week that i i don't have the house on the contract yet Mm -hmm. But if somebody gets it, it's going to be me. And, there, and Because I remember him saying, oh, so that's why you need to be at a certain level. And this is how much this costs to fix. And I started using also a couple of, there was a septic tank. And the septic tank is old. And I said, look, man, that thing is going to have to get upgraded. But your grandfather, yes. But once I'm on the market to retail, the inspector is going to say that that, that, it's an old system. It's an old system, and it's going to cost the buyer X amount of money. And guess what? I'm stuck with it now. Oh, you know what? It makes sense. So all he started understanding my point of view and my position. Exactly. And then at the end, he said, man, out of all the guys that have come here to look at the property, you are the only one that took the time to explain to me how it works. Yeah, because there are – you know, these wholesaling cor weekend courses out there that are teaching people. Numbers, and, and numbers, numbers, numbers. Not numbers. only that, but I've, I've even seen it where they're teaching people saying, you go in, you make an offer, you, you walk into the door with the contract in hand, and if you're spending more than 30 minutes in a house, you're wasting your time. Just go in, sign the contract, get out. And and I don't know, it's counter in, 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 in how do you say that, counter in, it's counterproducer. Counterproducer to what you should be doing, which is really listening to that seller and um, creating, creating rapport that rapport and really solving their problem. I was going to go there. I, I told the guy, I said, look, he's got actually $40,000 on escrow to fix his house because the house flooded. Okay. Mm -hmm. Insurance company put the money on escrow. And I said, look, man, you haven't fixed your house in a year. You've been paying this mortgage for a year. How they don't live in the house. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, Still in the same conditions after Harvey. This house has already costed you $9,000 from your mortgage, from your insurance proceeds. And he's like, man, you're right. Because they don't see it that way. Yeah, and I said, you're right. And I said, yeah. You don't see it that way, but you've been putting that $1,000 a month in mm -hmm. something you're not using. Because mm -hmm. he's living in somebody else's property right mm -hmm. now. And then I said, look, and most likely you're not going to fix this house for another few you months. Or a year. Now I'll give it to you, I'll give you an example. So you owe ninety thousand dollars on this house. Plus, if I buy from you for ninety or ninety-five, you're now gonna collect your forty, and plus the five that I'm giving you on top of what you owe. 
or you're going to put the 40 in it. Now you're going to be in it for 150 because you're in for the 40 that you put in plus the 90 that you owe plus whatever extras because it's going to cost you more to fix it than I do mm -hmm. to sell it for 220 or 200 so somebody can make you an offer for like 190 and you start hustling, you're going to walk away with the same $40,000. So why are you going to go through all the process of fixing it and doing that? Walk away right now with forty five grand. Let me go make another forty, and we all win. And he's like, man, you're a straight shooter. You're telling me the truth. You're telling me exactly how much you're going to make, what your process is, and all that. And, and he's like, you know what? Just give me a couple of days. I'm going to talk to my wife. We'll, we'll see that whether we really want to move back. In a house. It's a beautiful home, by the way. And I say, hey, take your time, man. You know, with me, you don't have that problem. With Now, I'm giving you my best offer right now. I'm not going to come back and try to, you know, renegotiate and be hustling, pushy, pushy. No. I just want to know whether you want to do it with me or not. That's it. I want to give you peace of mind that I can perform. Fair enough. And yeah. that was it. But he came from thinking like this person on the text. Now, he wasn't hateful because he was calling us. Mm-hmm. He just he was just looking for information, but he was being very protective. Yeah. On what he would share with me or not. Yeah, and because he probably had a, a constructed you know image or, or you know thinking about who this person that's gonna walk into my house. I mean, how they operate and what they're gonna do or what they're gonna try to do. And, and they you know when you come in the door, they already have their guard up. You know, um, trying to uh, to to guard themselves from you know, uh, a scam artist. Yeah, they, they think you're going to take uh, you take advantage of them or you're going to, you know. Now, um, okay, so we got, number one, be truthful. Number two, educate that seller or the person you're dealing with. Number three, this is something that I think wholesalers need to do more. And it's going to help create a better image of what we truly do, which is help people. And, and the reason I say this is because you get online on Facebook or any of these groups where there's a whole bunch of wholesalers or investors, and what do they all show? Checks. They show, they, they show their checks. You know, I just closed on this property, and check, and check, and money, money. And very few people show what they did to get that money, which in most cases is help someone get out of a buying or a problem. You mentioned that, and now I know why Alex de la Torre is doing so well. You remember Alex, right? Yeah, of course. He put a video on Facebook where he bought a trailer, I think it was, and he bought it. Like I don't think he wholesaled it. He bought it. Mm -hmm. But this trailer was going to be foreclosed on, like, tomorrow. And he went out there today, and he had cash, and he went and just paid cash for it. The seller started crying, and the seller put money on his pockets. But as Alex is driving out, he did a little, like, video, video saying, man, this is why I do this, because I get fulfilled on helping this person. Exactly. You know. that's. I think that's what wholesalers need to be doing more than just showing or, or posting pictures of checks they collected from the title company, which I don't get, because really, if, you, if you're doing this seriously, have them wire the money to you, you'll have it the next, same day. Why are you I, still forgot, <laughs> I forgot the last time we got a check. You know? <laughs> Why are you still collecting checks? Why are I you mean, collecting checks? Yeah. People, the reality is we're in 2019 now, and title companies wire you money same day. 
So stop asking for checks just so you can take a picture of it and post it on Facebook. I mean, uh, look, if they get fulfilled by doing that, by all means, go continue to do it, whatever, if that rocks your boat, okay? Uh, but, I really don't care that but, you made twenty one or 40000 To me, it's irrelevant. But anyways, going back to where I was saying, it's that, and this, again, we got our very good friend, Elizabeth uh, Navarrete, and last week, she posted on, on her social media that she had been working on one case. I, I don't I can't remember the time frame, but it was a long time, maybe like a year, trying to help this family go through I think it was a probate process in order to sell their house. And she walked them through the entire process. She held her I mean their hands through through all this time. And then she posted it because the day before closing, the person that she had been helping all this time passed away. I mean, person died, and they, of course, couldn't close on the house. And I, when she posted that, I, I wrote something, a comment like, Elizabeth, thank you for sharing that. Because this is the part of wholesaling that people don't show that we all should be sharing so we don't get all that you know, negativity, negativity, negativity. From, from, from the public. And they understand that we're, make, we're doing a service here to people that have no other way of getting out of their properties. They're in a bind or, or in some situation where a normal realtor you know, can't help them by listing their houses. So, no, it's not always global offers. No, we're not uh, scam artists or, or con artists and scammers. Some of us are truly out there helping people. We are and professionals. And I know of a couple of other guys that are professionals as well. They're actually trying to help other people and out. And it's very, I mean, this is very simple. You want to see the reality? Get on our page. And, and sorry, I'm going to plug it in. But yeah, it's our page. It's our business. I don't care. Same as cash.com. You'll see testimonials there. Some people cry when we start asking them questions like, hey, how was the process? How, you know, we help you with your property. What can you say? And and you can see or hear in their voice, you know, it, it's very emotional because we're dealing with people's problems, emotions, psychology, and and everything works out to, you know, the way it does when we record these videos. These are not paid actresses or actors or, or whatever. These are honest, true people that we help. And that's just a very small sample. If all wholesalers will be doing the same thing of showing the, the reality of the work that we do, maybe we're going to start getting a better um, reputation. Look, and, <laughs> and, 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 and to me, it's, it's, it's simple, right? I go to a property where five other wholesalers already went through. And they were just focusing about their money, not the, the seller's problems, right? Mm -hmm. And I come in. What happens? Oh, they instantly. First thing is they tell you, "Oh, you're so different to the others. The others that walk in and they just want to like buy my house for a low ball offer. At least you took the time to listen to me or or explain to me how this works." Like and yesterday, right? Yeah, we were, we were at this lady's house for almost two hours. Almost two hours, and she's just offloading, 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 and I'm we're there sitting, listening. We're giving her recommendations. Sometimes we're shaking her up because she needs to be shaken up a little bit. And at the end, she's like, you know what? You truly care. That's why you're you're not even pulling a contract out or not. I was like, look, I'm not going to do you any good if I buy your house right now and you have nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. What what good am I going to do to you? And she's like, well, that day is coming. I'm going to have to move. I was like, that's fine, but that's going to be on you, not on me. 
I'm just going to help you and facilitate your process to get there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find other avenues to help you because that's your job is to help the seller. If you help the seller, you get contracts. Mm-hmm. I was not the highest bidder. There's a guy bidding $5,000 more than we do. But he's not offering storage units. He's not offering help moving furniture from one place to the other one. He's not offering any of that. For the seller, those extra five grand might not mean much. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know what? I'll go with these guys because they'll they'll help me do it all. Because a lot of the times it's not about the money. It's there's, not about the money. There's something else. Anyways, our, our producer is signaling and making all sorts of gestures telling us that our time is running out. So we'll probably have to touch... We'll touch it again. Uh, on this we are going to have we're going to have negotiate uh, neurolinguistics programming for negotiating with distressed sellers coming soon. Oh, th- we I have, didn't know about. He that. didn't know because I planned that on Sunday with Ruben on the phone. I called him up okay. and I said, "Hey, Ruben, we need to do one because we've been asked for by a few people to do it again. So make sure you stay plugged in. We're going to have the Cashflow Marketing Inc. website coming up pretty soon and also the Renovating Riches Radio. You, you're more than welcome to go there. It's going to take you to the link so you can get registered. If you're in the Houston area, if you're from out of town, you're more than welcome to come in. It's going to be a two-day weekend and we'd like to have you there. It's not going to be cheap, but it's going to be completely worth it. I'm telling you. Last one we did, we got excellent, excellent feedback from the people that were there. That's right. So we're going to learn how to negotiate and do everything Dennis and I have been talking about today, how to, you know, convert these objections into something positive. And with that being said, don't forget to go to our YouTube channel, share, like, and subscribe. And or add the podcast to your whatever platform you're using, iPhone, iTunes, uh, Blueberry, whatever. You know, just go there and, and give us a five-star review. Um, if you want to give a different review, that's fine. But at least let us know why you did it. And also, if you give us a five-star review, give us a shout-out, man. We'll love to uh, mention your name on the podcast. Yes. And send us a message and say, guys, can you guys talk about this, this, and that? And we'll, we'll be more than happy to touch on that subject. With that being said, thank you so much. We love you guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.